Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition, a brand new week, that is, of Over the Line. Andrew McLean here with you as always. I'm always here. I'm always here for Over the Line, because that's what I do. I'm here. So, man, what an exciting weekend it was. Donald Trump at CPAC. Did you watch it? Did you see... The former president's speech, it was top-notch. And it's refreshing to see a leader that seems to, at the very least, know where he's at at the time he's speaking. Forgot what that was like. It's weird. Before we get started, don't forget about my boys over at Vapor Forge. I saw them today. I went by there and visited them. And they are rocking and rolling. These guys are, are busy. They had to just recently get a second cash register uh, or, or a new system or something because of the overwhelming response from you guys. You guys are loading them up over there, and man, it means the world to me that you show your appreciation uh, for this show through those guys, and they appreciate it. Endless amount of, of appreciation that those guys have for you, and we thank them. For that, if you haven't been out there, 4673 Highway 280, right next to Bailey Brothers Music Company. You know where Bailey Brothers is. It's a staple of Birmingham. 205-874-9010. 874-9010 is their number, so make sure you check them out and see what they can do. I know there's a lot of you guys that are still smoking the cigarettes, and that's okay. We don't judge. We've all smoked cigarettes at some, at some point in our life. Uh, but I, I really encourage you because I promise you, if you switch from cigarettes to vaping, you will notice a dramatic difference. I still remember the day, and it's been years, the day I realized how much better I felt. I wasn't coughing and hacking all the time. I smelled better. And... You know, I know establishments say no vaping, no smoking, but but if you got the right vape, you can low-key vape and nobody's even knowing you're doing it. Mm-hmm. I do it all the time. Just got to be sneaky with it. Get some practice in. 874-9010 is the number. Make sure you tell them you heard it right here on Over the Line. Again, the former president speaking at CPAC. It was an amazing speech filled with many things. And I was going to try to pull three or four clips from the speech and and bring it to you guys that may not have gotten to watch it. Because he called out numerous people, numerous Republicans, for attacking him on his way out. And continuing to say that the GOP is dead if they continue to follow Donald Trump. I have had some severe severe heartburn today and I don't know what the deal is I'm trying to go on a diet here and heartburn just reminds me of pizza and so I want pizza now or maybe spaghetti or maybe maybe a meatball marinara sandwich from Subway mm, that sounds good oh yeah Donald Trump um Calling him out, burning it down as he always does. But one thing happened at the end of the speech 
where he talked about the future. And when I say the future, I mean two years from now, four years from now. And what we need to do in order to restore and save our country. Now, we all know on its face what that is. We know that Republicans need to be elected in the House and the Senate. And, well, I don't know what, I don't know about the Senate races in two years. I don't even know if there's any. But take back the House in 2022. And then take back the White House in 2024. But the thing is, you're not going to take back the White House if you don't take back the House of Representatives. Because it's going to take taking back the House of Representatives in order to achieve election reform, election safety, election security. If you do not have election security, you only have Democrats in the White House and in the Senate and in the House of Representatives. They have the Senate. That's tied, but technically they have the Senate because of the same things they did for the race to the White House. January 6th happened, and nobody talked about the two Senate races in Georgia. And then all, all of a sudden, uh, a, a, a little scrawny, nerdy, noodle-neck guy and uh, a pastor that beats his wife all of a sudden win their Senate race out of nowhere. Nobody knows who these people are. And they win. All because we were distracted by January 6th. By the insurrection. Uh, oh. I just can't get over the fact that I'm having to listen to this garbage be spewed out of Washington, D.C. That where they were, their workplace was attacked. When for four freaking years we watched those very same people allow Antifa and Black Lives Matter to burn down cities and ruin livelihoods and take lives all across the country. But not one of those members of the House or the Senate were injured or killed. Not one. It was actually regular people. Uh, a couple of police officers that ultimately took their life. Ashley Babbitt the Air Force veteran, she lost her life because of a bad decision. And I believe uh, another guy had a heart attack. Okay? So this whole thing about people died at the, the cap. If anybody died because of endearing the Capitol attack, it's Ashley Babbitt. So out of the four or five people that died at the Capitol... None of them were lawmakers. Every one of them, from our research, are Trump supporters. What does that tell you? You really think Nancy Pelosi's mourning the death of a Trump supporter? Give me a break. These people are sick. They're sick and demented, and it's why it is so important that we take back power. Donald J. Trump at CPAC. This is the end of his speech. I want you to listen closely to what this man says because he has got in very, very important words for you. We 
discussed earlier, we're in a struggle for the survival of America as we know it. This is a struggle. This is a terrible, terrible, painful struggle. The path ahead will not be easy, but we will win. We are going to win. Ultimately, we always win. And when we do, history will show that this was the moment when we could have given up, when we could have despaired, but instead we chose to keep on pushing forward. The greater the challenge and tougher the task, the more determined we must be to pull through to triumph. We have to have triumph. We have to have victory. With the talent and dedication of everyone here today, and you have tremendous — not only dedication, tremendous talent in this room. I know many of you. That is exactly what we will do. We will go on to victory. We will summon the spirit of generations of American patriots before us, like those heroes who crossed the Delaware, conquered the Rockies, stormed the beaches, won the battles, and tamed the unknown frontiers. We will persist and we will prevail. We're tougher than they are. We're stronger than they are. Together, in the coming years, we will carry forward the torch of American liberty. We will lead the conservative movement and the Republican Party back to a totally conclusive victory. And we've had tremendous victories. Don't ever forget it. With your help, we will take back the House. We will win the Senate. And then a Republican president will make a triumphant return to the White House. And I wonder who that will be. I wonder who that will be. Who, who, who will that be? I wonder. Standing before you today, I am supremely confident that for our movement, for our party, and for our country, our brightest days are just ahead. And that together, we will make America prouder, freer, stronger, and greater than it ever has been before. Thank you, CPAC. God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you all. Thank you. So there's the president in his CPAC speech, and you heard him. He said, we're going to take back the House, we're going to take back the Senate, and we're also going to take back the White House. As a Republican makes his triumphant return to the White House, followed by, I wonder who that could be. I wonder. I've listened to the talking heads all day um, assess and analyze that speech. Y'all, he's running again. There's no doubt about it. I hear him on TV. They're like, oh, I don't know. Maybe he just wants to be a shot caller. Maybe he wants to be the, the, uh, the, the kingmaker. He wants to be the guy that has just got all the influence in the Republican Party, and he calls the shots. Maybe he wants to sit back and do that. No, no, no. That's not what Donald Trump does. Donald Trump does not take a back seat to anyone. 
He doesn't. It's not in his DNA. It never has been. The reason this man is successful is because he didn't stop until he got to the top. Now, he's gotten to the top. It was stolen away from him. It was stolen, and he's not going to say, well, I guess I'll just try to do something else since that didn't work out. No. He will be the influencer over the next four years, yes. He will be working tirelessly to get Republicans in the House and in the Senate elected. And then when the time is right, he will come out with the grand announcement that he is running for president. And that's going to hurt some feelings on the Republican side. The left's going to absolutely lose it. Lose it. But it's going to hurt some feelings on the Republican side because there are Republicans out there that absolutely want Trump gone from the party forever. There are also politicians that like Trump that are going to be eyeing a 2024 bid in the White House. And they know, with as much influence as he has, those dreams are shot. And they're going to have to wait another four years. They don't stand a chance. It's amazing to me, and I I do this sometimes. I go to Breitbart's... um, Facebook page and they you know periodically post articles or whatever it's amazing to me the amount of Republicans and even just pundits talking heads that continue to say oh if if we don't drop Trump Republicans will never win anything ever again really really because Republicans won on the back of Donald Trump If it were not for Donald Trump, they would have a much larger majority in the House and would absolutely have control of the Senate if Donald Trump had not been campaigning. It is his victory. He gets the credit for all of that because Republicans do everything they possibly can to make sure they don't get elected. They're in the business of shooting themselves in the foot and have always done that. Here's Rob Reiner. If GOP sticks with Trump, they will never win another national election. Of course, he's not a Republican. He's about as far left as you get. But that's what I'm seeing over and over. That's what all these headlines are saying. I think uh, you had Bill Cassidy. Oh, man, today marks nine years that Andrew Breitbart's uh, passing. Man, that dude's my hero. That sucks. Who was another one? What did I say? Bill Cassidy? Bill Cassidy was another one. He said, we'll never win another election if we don't stop with this obsession with Trump. You weak-kneed Republicans, you are going to have to get over it. It's not about what you want. It is about a voting base that has been forgotten by Washington, D.C. Absolutely forgotten. And a guy showing up saying, oh, I'm not going to let that happen anymore. I'm giving the power back to the people. 
and a guy that's willing to fight for that. A guy that has nothing to gain by being president of the United States, not from China, not, not to benefit his crackhead son. There's nothing, nothing for him to gain other than Secret Service detail for the rest of his life, which he already has. He's got an amazing life. He's, he's in his 70s. All right, he's approaching 80. Anybody else would say, it's, it's time to hang it up, man. I need to enjoy the few years I've got left, but not Donald Trump. He genuinely cares about the American people. And I'll be mocked and laughed at for saying that. But I know this stuff. He genuinely cares about the American people. He genuinely cares about future generations. And he genuinely wants to give back to the country that gave him so much opportunity. That's his reasoning. It's as simple as that. That's it. The most selfless person to possibly ever run for office. Not just the White House, but for anything. He's not doing it to benefit himself. Everybody else in Washington, D.C. absolutely is. So you see that kind of leadership. You see Donald Trump laying it out there and saying, y'all thought you could get rid of me. Well, guess what? I ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. And on the other hand, you've got a guy like Joseph R. Biden. Joey, as his dad calls him, at least that's what he said. And this guy can't even get the names of his fellow Democrats correctly when he's doing a visit to Texas. He's slaughtering their names. Okay, he's probably been hanging out with them all day. Well, who knows? Maybe not. Can't think of their names, and then in the middle of it, just says, "Oh, what am I doing here? That's what we have now. That's how you know we had a fraudulent election. That's how you know. Nobody in their right mind, not 80 million plus, voted for this guy. Even the people that don't pay attention and don't know their policy stances. This is just as cut and dry as it gets. Because some people that vote, they just vote because, uh, you know, they may have a silly reason for why they vote for one over the other. But when they see these two people, and they say, yeah, Trump says some mean things, and he's offensive, and he, he, he causes trouble sometimes, but Joe Biden doesn't even know where he's at. He's out of it. Here's an example. Joe Biden in Texas reading off a teleprompter and he still can't get the right names of the fellow Democrats he's with. Uh, I think he's getting on a plane. He told me last he came in to see me last event. And representatives, uh, Shirley Jackson Lee, Al Green, Sylvia Garcia, Lizzie Pinelli, Excuse me, Pinnell, and uh, what am I doing here? 
I'm going to lose track here. And uh, uh, Mayor Turner, Judge Hidalgo, uh, thank you all for welcoming us. And Jill and I wanted to visit Texas today for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, he says, what am I doing here? Oh, geez. What am I doing here? We've seen him do that before, too, where he just goes, uh, I, I don't even know why I'm here. Where, where are we at? Kamala, where are we at? And then you watch Kamala, and I'm just strictly going off body language here. Her demeanor seems depressing. And I don't know if this is a, I can't believe I've gone from the Senate to a assisted living center uh, nurse. Or if she's just impatient about her turn to be president. But this man is not well. He's not. And the contrast, the contrast between these two is absolutely shocking. There was another moment uh, Joe Biden was, um, he was speaking, he was speaking somewhere. And he starts to walk off the stage, and he's talking to these the, the people that are on the stage with him, and he's not wearing his mask, okay? This is all these hypocritical people wear their stupid magic mask that don't do anything. And he turns around, and he's like, oh, where's my man? It's, it's pitiful, y'all. It's not, it's not even, it gets to a point where it's not even funny, and I can find the humor in almost anything. But this, knowing that he's got this power, is scary. And the Democrats feel the same way. They just won't admit it. They're actively trying to pass legislation where the president can't have the nuclear codes. Okay? Because they know how dangerous this is. He's already bombing in the Middle East. This is dangerous. Very dangerous. Watch this. This is from uh, days ago. Thank you for your time. Mr. President. Just watch his demeanor. Thank Mr. You. President, whatever happens. And also, listen to Peter Ducey from Fox News. Peter Ducey is a bulldog. I'll give him credit. I never thought that until now. But he is the only reporter in that press pool that follows around the president that asks tough questions. Even remotely tough questions. He's the only one. So literally, we went from... Everybody in the press corps hammering Kaylee McEnany, hammering Donald Trump, hammering anybody from the Trump administration that would speak to Joe Biden having to deal with one guy. One guy. And he won't even talk to him. He won't even answer his questions. Watch this. Your promise from seven weeks ago that if Democrats flip the Senate, the checks were going out the door. Come on, Peter. Thank you. Go, guys. Thank you. Kamala Harris had to say to him, Where's your mask? Look at him. Look. Watch it. Watch the wall. Look at and look at Kamala's body body uh language. Depression. Joe Biden is not well. 
And I realized I just showed this uh, on, I thought I was showing you guys on the uh, YouTube, but I'll switch it around. <laughs> I didn't even have it pulled up. Let's see. I'll fast forward this so you can see, watch, watch Joe Biden's body language. Kamala Harris says, where's your mask? Hey, go, 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 go. My mask, my mask. Thank you. Thank you so much. Juicy, let's go. Um, now watch him. Folding up his little uh, notepad. Gives away. Kamala Harris is like, oh man, this sucks. And Joe Biden slowly walks back. That's it. It should scare you. Absolutely should scare you. There's a lot of things right now that should scare you. But I'm going to give you some encouragement. America... America was built to survive things like this. America's been through worse. Not much worse, but they've been through worse. And we're going to get through this. But if we don't fix it, if we don't protect the integrity of our elections, if we don't fix our elections, Democrats will always have power. And I told you guys, I said, Democrats aren't worried about 2022. They're not worried about 2024. They're not thinking in those terms any longer. Everything they're doing is to remain in power year after year, election after election. That's what they want. And they'll do anything to gain that power. Anything. That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. This is probably one of the only podcasts that we do. We record Monday through Thursday. But probably the only one where we don't go back and actually edit the podcast. Like what you watch here is just live all the way through. We do one take. That's it. We upload it. We give you the audio. It's a done deal. We're good like that. Also, for those of you asking about Trish and I doing our conspiracy podcast, uh, we had some complications, and we're going to do it yesterday, but tomorrow we plan on doing it. Tomorrow, as in um, March the 2nd, 2021. Hopefully, we can make that happen. No promises here, but I'm just telling you what our intentions are, and I think you will enjoy it if you guys will take the time to watch it. We'll give you all the info on where you can find it. Uh, you should be able to get some audio on that as well as uh, a YouTube video. Make sure you like, make sure you comment, make sure you subscribe, make sure you share these videos, and we'll love you a long time. I will see y'all next time. Make sure you check out tomorrow's episode. Until then, see you, Colt.